Broadcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. This is a hot stove edition. Um, I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. What's going on, man? Are you ready for Christmas? Well, it's snowing today. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, um, you know, you know, there's one of these stupid old old wives tales that uh, whatever day the first snow falls on is how many snows you're going to have for the winter. Uh, so since it fell on the 30th, that means 30 snows this year. We didn't have hardly any last year, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, it's 2020 as well. That's right. But, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I, I think we, we're getting snow before a lot of the northern states are getting snow, and uh, especially around, like, uh, Lake Michigan and uh, Lake Huron uh, up towards Indiana. Uh, I had a cousin that was talking about how she was surprised we were getting um, how we were getting the um, the snow before they were. It's Ohio. It's Kentucky. It happens. <laughs> it gets snow in August if it could. Right, right, right. So anyway, uh, before we get started, the contest for the Marty Brenneman Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame talking microphone has finally ended so we have am i gonna gonna get it now no you're (laughs) you're you're not eligible so uh i'd like to congratulate and uh shelby i'm trying to pull up the uh email uh right now shelby gilpin uh i'm sorry shelby gilligan uh won uh the microphone thanks shelby for listening and i uh, hope you enjoy the microphone and uh enjoy continue to enjoy the podcast uh as we get into the hot stove league and hopefully um that means uh more signings more trades and uh more free agents congratulations shelby and hopefully you have fun with that microphone that I don't have, but thank you. And thank you for playing along. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as we move forward, lots of things have happened since we've last talked, the reds made a trade. Yes, they did. And as a player that we, at least I gave a lot of crap to, uh, on last week's show, uh, he's a super nice guy, but, uh, never could, uh, live up to expectations. I, I think it's the best way to describe it. Uh, he was, uh, always expected to be kind of that frontline starter, that number one, kind of the guy that, um, you know, is a stopper, uh, the, the Trevor Bauer type before we got Trevor Bauer. And he was nothing like that. He was uh, not good as a starter and had occasional glimpses of hope as a reliever, but not enough to uh, be considered a top-line pitcher. Uh, you would think, you know, okay, maybe you, you put him into a relief role. You limit his pitches down to two pitches instead of four, and uh, you may get better control. That never happened. Of course, we're talking about Robert Stevenson. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> you know, I, I saw some people complaining about it. I'm like, you know, the Reds actually did pretty well in that trade, I think. They got a 
fourth round draft pick from this year's draft. So that player has no uh, major league history to kind of judge. He's also out of high school. So a young, um, young pitcher of lots of potential uh, from the Rockies for a player that was going to be arbitration eligible. So he was going to be making millions of dollars this year. I don't know if that was 1 million, 2 million, but arbitration is kind of crazy. So I would guess probably a million and a half, 2 million, which uh, is kind of ridiculous for a Robert Stevenson and, and what he brings to the team or doesn't. Uh, so you save money there that can be used for other priorities. Uh, you get, you get a top, um, prospect and then you get a pitcher in return that's uh been around long enough to where i don't think he's going to be gaining that much money in arbitration and uh may or may not make the team i know there was some talk that he's going to be in the running for the pitching spot but uh honestly i don't i don't think that's going to happen i would be surprised if he's on the 26 man roster next year uh in hoffman uh, Jeff Hoffman uh, was the return major leaguer we got, but we got uh, two minor leaguers in return for a minor leaguer, and uh, and Robert Stevenson Reds gave up uh, Jamison Hanna, uh, an outfielder. The Reds don't need any outfielders right now. Uh, they have a an overabundance of outfielders, especially if the DH does not come back in 2021. And then also a minor league pitcher Case Williams, uh, which I think is a key part of this deal that makes it actually a pretty good, uh, a pretty good acquisition. He's 18 years old, six foot three. Uh, he throws right-handed. Uh, basically, the scat- scouting grades are 55 on the fastball, 55 on the curveball. Uh, doesn't need to work on his uh, control and changeup. With I, I think with drive line there and uh, some of the other pitching uh, instructors in the Reds organization, uh, he he could end up being a very good pitcher. Yeah, I think that he was the guy that they really wanted. Jeff Hoffman was going to throw in. Right. And and Hoffman, you know, he's out of minor league options, so he's going to have to make the team or they're going to have to let him, you know, give him a designated for assignment type yeah. of deal. I mean, I mean, Williams is going to be – I mean, it's you're not going to see him this year. You're not going to see him next year. It's probably going to be three or four or five years before you may see him in the majors. He has a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. Uh, yeah. Still needs to work on his uh, his other stuff. Uh, but I mean, he's straight out of high school and, um, and I, I think has lots of potential, especially when you just gave up Robert Stevenson. I'm just so happy. Robert Stevenson's gone. Man. I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't get the smile off my face when it happened. I guess it kind of falls in along, along the lines of, uh, the Homer Bailey trade, uh, you know, getting all those other players, Puig and, and Matt Kemp and Farmer and uh, Alex Wood was just kind of a, a bonus. And we got some cash out of the deal, too. Yeah, we'll take money. We can use it for somebody else. <laughs> but, uh, well, we know cash out of, the, out of that deal. Not, not out of this deal. But, uh, Damn it. Hoffman, <laughs> Hoffman was the ninth overall pick of the – I mean, this is almost a tale of two similar uh, uh, first-round draft picks. He was uh, the ninth pick overall by the Blue Jays. Uh, in the 2014 MLB draft, uh, and then was traded to Colorado for uh, Troy Tulowitz. I'm, I'm there. I go again. <laughs> Tulowitzki <laughs> when he went from uh, Colorado to to Detroit, and they, I mean, to Toronto. Wow, Detroit's in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nick Crawl said he feels that uh, 
that Hoffman can give us multiple innings in a relief role or potentially a fifth starter spot, which I, I know raised a lot of uh, ears from uh, from Reds fans, especially uh, considering you know the other comments that we'll get into with uh, Trevor Bauer. Um, so hopefully Hoffman uh, can turn it around here. Like I said, uh, driveline baseball being a big part of uh, Cincinnati uh, with Kyle Bodie. Uh, being part of the uh, organization now uh, could, you know, turn around uh, players that have, that need a new look. I mean, it's tough to pitch in, uh, in Colorado. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, um, Robert Stevenson does in, uh, in Coors Field. He's going to get lit up in Coors Field. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. He, uh, in 2019, uh, he did get a 3.57 ERA in uh, 57 appearances. Not too bad, but in 2020, uh, had a back injury, had a 9.9 ERA. Uh, I, I, I think it's time for him to be a uh, uh, get a change of scenery. Like I said, super nice guy. Wish nothing for the best for him, but I'm, I was kind of glad to see see him no longer uh, be on my stress uh, stress. Uh, levels for uh, 2021 no i mean he may start in colorado because they needed another starter who knows who cares but anyway let's move on because we've got some fresh arms <laughs> right 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 so uh yeah with uh hoffman uh and uh and um case williams i, th- I, I think the reds uh maybe not so much with hoffman like i said i i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the team at all next year uh, but uh, how would you how would you grade this trade? Uh, I take it as a positive. How would you grade this trade? I would take it as a positive. <laughs> I'll give it a I'll give it a C because I think I have to see what happens with Hoffman before I can give it a B. Right, right, right. Uh, just just getting uh, getting rid of uh, a potential liability in the uh, bullpen, as well as the yes. uh, money situation because. You know, he was uh, affected by – he had a really a decent 2019 and uh, 2020. It can be wiped out for multiple reasons with COVID, the shortened season. Uh, Him the, sucking. The back injury. <laughs> well, I'm talking about as far as what he's going to get in arbitration. So, I mean, he could, he could okay. end up being a fairly expensive uh, pitcher for someone that uh, may not be as effective. Well, good luck in Colorado. Yeah, definitely good luck. And, of course, another uh, big part of the news this week, uh, Nick Crawl did come out and said that talks with Trevor Bauer really aren't going to going anywhere. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, hasn't had a lot of in, in-depth de- uh, talks with his uh, agent. And um, has. I think the Reds are still not ruling it out, but I think they're prepared to move on without, without uh, Bauer. I mean that's disheartening. I mean he he was he liked he liked it here. Um, apparently he he wanted to come back, but I mean obviously the money is an issue right now. Well, I think the other thing is, uh, and I I haven't looked at his Twitter follow or Twitter lately. I know he's been selling uh, his red swag and uh, yeah. Cy Bauer swag, <laughs> yeah. and, and he had Cyber Bauer uh, Monday. Yeah, I saw that. Or or yes, yeah, or Cy Bauer Monday. Yeah, it's Cy Bauer, I think. Yeah, that's what it was. And uh, but anyway, uh, I think part of with him, he's not going to rush to make a decision with whatever team he signs. I don't see him being the first 
domino to fall, even though that's typically how in normal years, uh, with the exception of cast past couple of years, but normally the number one uh, guy that's out there signs, it kind of sets establishes where the market is. Uh, he's definitely the number one pitching free agent, if not the number one free agent overall in baseball. Um, and it, it's just going to be a weird year because no one knows if fans are going to be allowed next year. A hundred percent. I think, I think most teams believe at some point fans will be allowed in, but uh, the, I mean, you can't count on it. It's definitely not going to be a full house uh, based on where we, we're sitting here on uh, November 30th and uh, 2020. So it, it's kind of hard to budget for some of these teams um, because uh, gate revenue is, is a big part of uh, especially smaller markets uh, revenue and the revenue sharing that goes across the board. So um, it, it's good. It, I'm sure Bauer wants as much money as possible. And I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he likes the uh, chase as well as uh, just uh, getting it done. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where he goes and uh, uh, all the best luck to him. He's, he's still going to be one of my favorite players. Well, I mean, plus you got to remember 2020 it, being, like you said, not having fans and all that revenue, it's going to be hard to get free agents to sign because they're not knowing what's going to happen. They don't know if there's going to be a 2021 season. I mean, right now everything's up in the air. I mean, it's November 30th, like you said, and there's a lot of guys that are still out there. Nobody's really signed. Nobody major is really signed yet. Yeah. Now, now Nick Kroll did say that anything could happen. He wouldn't rule anything out yet. Uh, just depends on what Trevor wants to do and where he wants to go. Um, so, I mean, but they, at the same time, he did say that they're going to be prepared to uh, move on um, and look for the fifth starter uh, without him. I guess if they can pull, pull it off, uh, uh, it, it'll be uh, all power to them. I mean, it, it's going to be expensive. Uh, he's probably the one guy in free agency that's going to get close to what it would be in a normal year. Uh, I know the Mets are really, really trying, uh, especially with their new ownership, uh, to, sign, uh, to sign him. Uh, I don't know if he, I still think he, I don't know if he would sign long-term with the Mets just because of their track record. I, I know uh, they have new ownership and everything, but uh, the Mets don't seem like a long-term fit for a Trevor Bauer. Uh, the Reds, I, I could see trying to work out a long-term deal. I could see that maybe working where, where he'd make an exception to what he said. He just, he would like to do a series of one year contracts. And part of that is on a one year contract, on a per year basis, barring any injury, you'll, you'll maximize your worth. Uh, there's a lot of risk with that because as soon as you start dropping or if you have an injury year, your following year is not going to be what a guaranteed five-year deal would be. Uh, but yeah. but uh, I heard Joey Votto talk about this uh, before at Reds Fest where he said, you know, he was talking about Mike Trout. He, he really loves Mike Trout as a player. And this is before Mike Trout was uh, eligible for arbitration even. So he was still making 500000 But he was saying, you know, a player like Mike Trout on a one-year deal might be able to get, four, at the time, 40 or even $50 million. But the players will take less per year uh, to guarantee it out over a longer period of time for more security and, and more stability in their family. Uh, whereas uh, versus the one-year deal, and, of course, the uh, – the owners like the long-term contracts for the same reason. It, it uh, saves them money 
in the long run, I, I know some fans have trouble grasping that, especially when they see players like uh, Ken Griffey Jr. in what now seems to be a, a very cheap contract around ten million a year, and uh, yeah. at, at his later at his uh, end of his career, where he was not the same junior he was when he was nineteen, twenty years old. Um, same thing with Votto; he's not the same player he was at twenty three as he is. Um, as he is now, as he's starting to approach 40. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, overall, the contract's been at market value or, or under market value for some of the years of 2017. It's not that far away. It's, it's not that long ago. And he really should have won the MVP that year, in my opinion. He's one vote away uh, from losing it to uh, Stanton. So, um, yeah. so the, the contract part of baseball is really is a lot more complex than fans uh, – Take I, th- I think with Trevor Bauer, some of his social media stuff he does and uh, his side his side gig, uh, so to speak. I, I think that's going to be a big part of his contract. Make sure he can still do that. Uh, yeah. I know there's some pushback from other agents and even the players' association. So uh, we'll we'll see where it all goes. I, I I wouldn't count Bauer out yet, but I think uh, with some of the other news that came out today, that uh, that Bauer may not be the Reds' top priority right now. Uh, and, and part of that is when that came out that the Reds were re- prepared to move on. Uh, you heard another pitcher's name. I, I, we can go ahead and talk about this right now. Dan Straley, uh, the Reds are evidently looking at him. He had a great year in Korea. He did. He had, he had a pretty good, good resurgence for him. And a lot of guys do that. They'll go over there and they'll, you know, the guys go hit 50 home runs and come back to the majors and hit three. So you never know how that's going to work out. Right, but Dan, right. Dan Straley apparently had some great years over there. He had a great year with us when he was here. So who knows? Right. So um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him um, as well. I'm I'm not completely opposed to to it, but uh, uh, like like you said, it, how can you compare, especially with 2020, compare what happened in Korea with what happened in the U.S. Uh, it's it's not the same level of baseball, so I, I, under the right circumstances, I'd be okay with that. But uh, I, I don't think that's who you want as your as your guaranteed fifth starter. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he's not he's not a Bauer, and obviously, you know, there's there's besides Straley. I mean, we've heard a few names pop up here and there. We'll talk about it in a minute, but. Um, Straley would be a nice fix as a five starter, but we got guys in line for that. We got, you know, Tyler Malley's out there. Yeah, Tyler Malley. You have Michael Lorenzen, who, uh, as a starter right. this year in the middle of the season, uh, I mean, solid. Oh, if it wasn't for Michael Lorenzen, the, the Reds would not have made the uh, postseason and had a winning season in 2020. Right. Michael Renzen kind of was that guy that started off slow, but then he picked it up. He really got in gear and he picked it up. And he and, shows how and much he, it was, really wants to, he really loves being here. And, and when it was necessary, when Sonny Gray went down to in, injury. Right. And and that, and well, hopefully Sonny Gray don't go anywhere either. Well, that, that is the other trade rumor is that the Reds are willing to move Sonny Gray. Of course, the Reds even last year said that there's no player that's untouchable. I think Joey Votto falls into that just because of his contract and his no trade clause. But I think the Reds will listen to anybody, and uh, and if it depends on the right deal. I don't think I know some Reds fans are worried about. Okay, it's going to be another uh, you know budget cutbacks and uh, that kind of thing. I haven't seen anything that indicates that they they're probably not going to spend any more money than they did last year 
or, or or not significantly more money than they did last year, but it was a record year for spending for the Reds. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, what yeah. happened was, and unfortunately, it was 2020, and all that, all the stuff with uh, COVID happened. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, they're going to save some money. Um, if Bauer does go someplace else, that gives them options for other needs for the team. Uh, of course, they'll have to find another starter if they do trade Sonny Gray. <laughs> Uh, right. depending on so that that could be someplace where Dan Straley comes in of course you're you're significantly weakening uh your uh line your starting lineup if you if you don't have Bauer you don't have Sonny Gray you do have Louis, Luis Castillo which is uh you know you're fortunate to have three frontline starters like that um but uh, the pitching is going to be significantly weaker without both of the, if you lose both of those players and um uh, so hopefully, if they if they do go that route, they are going to have to significantly upgrade the offense. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to do. I mean, there's just so much to do right now, and and the Reds really have they made a small step by eliminating a hole in the bullpen. Then you you know you add in two young pitchers, but now you got to look at shortstop. You got to look at you know other things. Right. So yeah, and of course uh, the Reds uh, are looking at shortstop. Uh, some of the names rumored. Uh, we talked about him a couple weeks ago when we uh, broke down the shortstop free agencies. Also, the Reds are um, are rumored to be uh, talking uh, to both the Cleveland and Colorado uh, for either Francisco Lindor or Trevor Story. I would take both, but right. you, know, you can only get one. I get that, you know. But Lindor's only in a you know one year deal, and I don't know how I don't know Story's deal. Right. Well, with uh, I mean, it's hard to say uh, um, if the Rockies are even uh, interested in talking or willing to part with Story. Uh, they they have been uh, uh, known to be talking about uh, Nolan Ariando's uh, contract uh, and trades. Uh, so they they could be looking for a, a large scale rebuild uh, from the uh, Rocky standpoint. Reds have a lot of. Uh, a lot of players in the system they can move. Uh, the Lindor deal that was that uh, was rumored last year uh, involved Nick Senzel. Uh, I don't know if the Reds would still be willing to move him. You have Jonathan India uh, in in your system. Hunter Green, which uh, I don't think the Reds would move, uh, but they might. Um, I hope not. Uh, of course, you know he's coming off Tommy John surgery, uh, so that that all opens up a bunch of questions about him. Uh, I mean, the Reds have a lot of talent. They can move for major league proven talent as well as uh, other prospects as well. So I don't think the Reds are going to go into rebuild mode. I just I don't know if they're going to stay in state pat mode or not. I mean, there's so many questions. Uh, you have a new GM. Uh, he's been with the organization forever, though. So I, I don't think you're going to see much change as far as philosophy or anything like that. I don't know if, it, if that was his I mean, he was GM at the time, but uh, Nick or Dick Williams was calling the shots. I don't know if um, if maybe uh, Nick Crawl likes the current manager. I guess we'll see that after this season, <laughs> which uh, I know a lot of Reds fans are ready to see uh, change there. I'd rather have Zach Taylor than David Bell. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. No, no, no. <laughs> No, David Bell got us to the playoffs. Uh, you you can't say that about um, 
<laughs> you can't say that. It shows you how much. It shows you how much I really care about either one of them. <laughs> oh, I know, but uh, but yeah. So I I, I think uh, David Bell got, this will be his uh, his year. He'll have a full season. He'll have talent on the team. Uh, even even if the Reds lose some pitching, uh, you you can't. Uh, uh, I mean, this is still going to be one of the more talented teams the Reds have had since 2013. Uh, even if Bauer doesn't doesn't get re-signed. And uh, you can't you can't uh, judge trades that don't happen because you don't know who you're going to get in return. So uh, I don't I don't see the Reds doing a, a sell off or anything like that. So uh, he's going to have talented players. It's it's going to see if uh, he gets the right mix and can actually put something together over a uh, long season. Yeah, hopefully it's a long season. That's what we want. 162 <laughs> uh, games. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be a long season, uh, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so, but yeah, some of the other names, uh, of course, uh, Francisco Lindor, Trevor Story, uh, Trevor Story, I, I, I find almost a little bit more interesting than uh, Lindor. I'd still take Lindor because he's still one of the best players in the game. Uh, Marcus Simeon uh, and 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 uh, Simmons, I'm definitely interested in Didi Gregorius. Uh, I mean, he he played well for the Reds in his cup of coffee here before he got traded. Um, definitely played well for the Yankees, so I I, I would definitely uh, be interested in him. Uh, so who if, if if you were GM and can, can make make any of those deals happen, uh, which which player would you want? I mean, obviously, I would I would want Frankie Lindor, but if he had a more of an of an extension of his contract at this time, I think that would be the bigger deal. But I mean, Trevor Story would be awesome. Um, he he actually hits pretty well at Great American Ballpark. Uh, Marcus Simeon, I don't know much about him. I haven't seen him that often. Um, he's uh, and I understand he's got some power. I mean, power would be good, but I don't want somebody who can play the position. Yeah, Trevor Story is a free agent after twenty twenty one. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, he's another one-year deal. Um, so I wouldn't want to trade the farm for him or Lindor if it's a one-year deal. Right. I mean, if you could get the deal done and give him an ex- – like you did with, with Sonny Gray, you got the deal done and gave him an, a, a, a longer deal on his contract. Yeah. Tr- Trevor Story scheduled to make $18.5 million in 2021. I mean, if it's in the budget, then, you know, there's something to look at. I don't know what Lindor's making at the moment. Uh, it's probably similar. Uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe a little more. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. I know he's a. I know he's a fine shortstop for sure. Uh, he is going to be in arbitration, so it's not. Uh, it's not determined yet. It probably would be twenty one, twenty two million. It would be my guess. I mean, those guys were. They're a dream, and 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 I hopefully that dream can come true for at least one of them here. Right. I mean, I mean, if not, I mean, there's got other guys out there. Simmons is a very good shortstop. I saw him when he played in Atlanta and, and obviously with the Angels. He's got some talent too. The guy can hit. The guy can he can field his position. Right. And there's the guy from the A's, I believe, as well. Yeah, so that's Simeon. Yeah. So I, I think he's I think he's looking at probably the same type of money as a Lindor, uh, or whatnot. But it's not going to cost you any. Uh, any uh, talent uh, as it would for the other ones, but you would get him for a longer period of time. Right. I think that's what the Reds are looking at. They want somebody with some lengthy, lengthy time and, and are going to be here for a while. 
Right. Now, now one other aspect, which I have not seen discussed at all this year uh, uh, for the Reds, uh, do you think the bullpen needs any work? Um, I, I mean, you, I, I you, think the bullpen was not bad besides Stevenson, but he's gone. So we eliminated that hole in the bullpen. <laughs> but I mean, you can always look at, you know, look for a little bit of here, somebody here and there, maybe a veteran to, to maybe get in the back end. Right. Oh, you have, of course you have Archie Bradley, uh, that we got in the deal with, uh, uh, with Arizona. So, I mean, you have back end, you have Iglesias who, uh, rebounded towards the end. We can't forget about, but we got Brandon Bailey from the Astros in a deal. Oh yeah. That, that happened a couple of weeks ago too. We forgot about. And he's got, uh, I think a year under his belt in the majors. You know, 2.45 ERA in five games. Not bad. Right. Give right. A shot. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, 1.227 whip, not the greatest, but not bad either. So in five games, yeah. seven innings pitched, four strikeouts, uh, so I mean, the, the I guess the Reds uh, have addressed. Uh, it just wasn't anything splashy. They've addressed the uh, bullpen uh, in two ways. One, uh, getting a change of scene uh, with uh, Robert Stevenson and uh, bringing in uh, Hoffman from uh, from the Rockies, who uh, you know pitching in in Great American Ballpark, uh, despite it being a, a small ballpark. And, and and giving up the home run is completely different than Coors Field. Right. And also, they, remember they completed that trade for Brooks Raley. They got uh, this guy, Freddie Medina, who's actually a pitcher, shortstop, and a second baseman. Pitcher, shortstop, and second baseman? Yeah, it's what it says here in his bio is that he's, he plays those three positions. And he's only 23 years old, so he's going to be in the minors for a little bit. But he looks like he's, he's – uh, He's mostly a pitcher at the moment. So and another two. Of course, you know, this is kind of the era of uh, two-way players. Yeah, I mean, and that, goes, that will go to um, Hunter Green. You know, guy was a shortstop, and, and now he became a pitcher, and a guy's throwing 100 miles an hour after Tommy John surgery. Right. Seeing Hunter Green in 2021, maybe? Who knows? Who knows, Maybe. I, I think he'll need a little bit of time. I, I don't. Has it been determined what's going to happen with minor league baseball in twenty twenty one? I haven't heard anything. I think they're 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 looking at resuming, but I don't know exactly the details on it. Right, because I know there was talks that they were going to like uh, eliminate some teams, reorganize. I, I didn't, but I haven't heard anything recently. What's going to happen with that? I, I heard some reorganizings happen with a few teams. I'm not sure of the teams. I should have paid attention to that, but if I was going to yeah. talk about this, but I don't, I don't think, I, I don't know. yeah, I don't think it's happened just yet, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, I, I think uh, the plan I saw was going to be um, uh, ending the relationships with the uh, Appalachian League, the Rookie Ball Leagues, uh, which you know, one of those franchises for the Reds dates back decades uh, up in Billings, Montana. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens that maybe we'll do a show on uh, minor league baseball when the season gets closer. So uh, I think that kind of covers all the main topics that's going on in Reds baseball uh, right now. Uh, what one move would you like to see the Reds make other than sign Trevor Bauer? Um, 
I think right now, I mean, you've got to look at you got your your catchers are all you know, you got your catchers looking good right now. You know, obviously Barnhart won a Gold Glove again. It's getting you know routine for this guy. Um, you got Casale. Uh, it's been a very solid backup catcher. You got to admit that. Um, Tyler Stevenson's a guy that's coming along, and obviously he's got a lot of potential. Um, I would look at right now. You know, Mustakis is is he going to play first base if there's a DH? Is Vado going to DH if there's going to be one? I mean, uh, is that, that's a question that needs to be answered as well. And who would play second base if Mustakis is going to be first base if Joe Vado is a DH? Right. I, I think, of course, you still have the uh, outfield situation too. So yeah. I, I think some of those questions are going to be ones we'll be talking about uh, going into spring training uh, when we actually have the full complete team. Uh, I, I don't think those are questions you can even answer right now because you don't know if there is going to be a DH. You don't know uh, what Votto is going to look like uh, next year. A, a full spring training is going to be completely different for him because uh, w- with COVID, you don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm sure just knowing uh, Joey Votto and how he prepares in the offseason and everything, but the uh, the – Mid season, I guess is how to describe it. The mid off season after they had started up and uh, just following Trevor Bauer and some other players on Twitter and YouTube, uh, different players did different things. Some, uh, you know, had to, you know, basically stay in their home and limit, which limited their, uh, their ability to work out. Uh, Trevor Bauer uh, went out and had uh Throwing sessions out in the middle of the desert, probably illegally. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, 2020, 2020 I, I think you have to take every performance, good and bad, with a grain of salt uh, to, to judge on what 2021 is going to be. Uh, so, um, I, I still think Votto is probably going to be playing first base most of the time, but a DH would be great. Uh, one, yeah. it, would, it would afford him. If he is on a hot streak, uh, able to keep him in the game, uh, I mean, depending on how, how Joey deals with that, I think in the past, uh, I haven't looked up the stats, maybe I should, but uh, in the past uh, when he's been used as a DH uh, in interleague games, I don't think he's – I know he hasn't complained, but that's not Joey Votto to complain about things. Uh, I think he's done okay as a DH and uh, something that could, uh, you know, buy him an extra – two or three days off without uh, taking his bat out of the lineup if he is going hot, because I think that's been part of the problem the last couple of years is he wants to play 162 games, but uh, he's not the same defensive player. He His body probably needs, um, does need a rest every now and then. I mean, that's one thing Dusty Baker always did. It drove people crazy, especially when you had a high-priced player like a King Griffey Jr., uh, but if it's a day day game after a night game, uh, most of the time Junior uh, got that game off. Yeah, I think if you would have had a DH back in the National League back when Junior played here, probably would have played a little bit longer. Right. Who knows? Well, I, I think Vada. I think with Vada though, I think he could help his hitting if he was just DH. I, I don't think I don't I don't think so on a full full um, everyday DH. I, I don't see that. Uh, uh, being an issue with him. I, I do think it would give him a chance to get more days off in the field uh, while still keeping his bat in, because that's one thing I've noticed, especially with the last two managers of the Reds is that 
Uh, a lot of times the days off came uh, when Votto was on a hot streak and like, why are you sitting him? He's, he's, he's hitting hot. You keep playing him. Uh, so a yeah. DH would let uh, Votto get a kind of a day off, but not really. <laughs> I mean, you can look at it like, I'll look at it like an example of say David Ortiz. David Ortiz is a first baseman. Then became a DH, but then he was doing both. He would go back and forth and play a first base on the third day of a, of a game or of a series. And then he would DH the rest of the time and go back, play first here and there. I think if you had Joey doing that, because Joey, I mean, he was not the greatest fielder in 2020. Right. He missed a lot of balls, and, and he, that really bothered him. I and mean, it gets in your head from somebody who's played first base and misses a lot of balls. You know, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, are, really, you're it gets not, in your head. Wait, hang on, hang on. You're not comparing yourself to Joey Votto, are you? No, 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 I'm a much, I'm a much older version of Joey Votto. Uh, I will say this as a DH, uh, his stats are not good. 207, 395, 310. First year as a DH. Uh, that's with uh, 38 plate appearances as a first baseman uh, across his career. 305, 425, 18 as a left fielder. Oh, you, you know what? I'm sorry. I gave I gave you the wrong stats. Uh, Don't. Yeah that that was as a pinch hitter, uh, the two oh seven as a DH uh, not much better two forty four three sixty seven, uh, six ten for nine seventy seven OPS. Uh, so there's a lot more power as a DH than as a pinch hitter and about as many plate appearances. Only forty nine plate appearances as a DH in his career. Yeah. Um, Twelve games. Uh, so, I mean, I probably could have been used more as a DH in 2020, but I think uh, with the number of outfielders and Jesse Winker uh, having an absolute stellar year that uh, David Bell just didn't want to mess with uh, mess with that. So, uh, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't think any of us want to see uh, Joey as a left fielder again. No, no. <laughs> that was like the time when they put Yonder Alonso in left field. That was a nightmare too. Yeah, Joey as a left fielder, two forty uh, batting average, two forty on base percentage, and uh, twenty five plate appearances, six games. I think all of those were probably in two thousand seven, and they were. Yeah, yeah. As a uh, designated hitter, uh, he's done that in four seasons. Uh, last season, he played five games as a DH. Uh, four games in 2019. Now in 2019, now this kind of backs up your saying. 2019 as a DH, 385, 467, 923. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think that kind of wraps up this show. A uh, lot of things unanswered, a lot of uh, moves hopefully the Reds will make. Typically they make one around this time because uh, in normal, normal years we would have been headed into Reds Fest. Uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen this year. Next week, though, our show is going to be a Reds Fest special. So we're going to look back at Reds Fest memories and uh, and uh, just kind of cover the, uh, the event because it's one of my favorite uh, events as a Reds fan. Yeah, I mean, if anybody has any favorite Reds Fest moments, you can put them in our, in the groups. We got two groups, two Reds groups out there. Just put them in there, and and, and maybe Scott will ask that question in the yeah. group and, and let us know what your favorite memory is. Yeah, and you can uh, tweet us at Reds Fans Chatter. So Absolutely. until next time, uh, go Reds. Go Reds.